Welcome, everyone. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Hold your horses. Welcome to Subtle Interference. I'm Alex. I'm Bob. Joined by special guest, <laughs> Erica. I, say, I never say my name. And I just wanted to say thanks for being here, here in my home. We did a company move for this podcast today. <laughs> You know, it was a real pain in the ass to, to, like, put all the equipment in the box that I specially bought so that we could carry equipment different places and then, like, put it in the car and bring it over here. Have we recorded here before? Yes. We yeah, did, like, the time. wrestling one, thing, yeah. right? Okay. Yes. I vaguely remember that. It's a long time ago. So you got a carrying case for all your stuff, but it's really hard to use the carrying case for all your stuff. Oh, no, no. It's actually super easy, but, you know, if I didn't bitch about it, what would the point be? Now you just need a carrying case for the stands, and your life will be complete. Honestly, that's the har- that was the most annoying part. The stands are the most annoying thing about this is, moving the setup. This is, a, this is a small crate that's easy to move. That's just a tool bag with cables in it. I, the, car- the stands are the, the pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Have you two been enjoying the wonderful weather here? Yes. Yes, very much so. I thought it was fun. You like that 100-degree swing over the course of like four days? How's your? How does your house handle extreme cold? Is it okay? We had the heat cranked to about 75. Well, we right? are, we set, we, so right before it got really cold, we turned the heat up and tried to get the house to about 72. From that point, once it started dropping, um, the heat did not turn off until like two days ago. And during the coldest port part of the, the vortex, um, the house had gotten down to 65 degrees, even with the heat running nonstop. We have a lot of windows, a lot of leaky, leaky windows. I was actually not too upset about it wasn't it. that bad no it could have been a lot worse yeah if it had stayed that cold for much longer we could have had problems mm-hmm. but fortunately do you want to talk about fun times with your car <laughs> so well what day was it was it wednesday, wednesday, wednesday. would have been the first really yeah. cold day so wednesday i go out to start the cars i didn't i didn't have anywhere to go i just wanted to start them to see like if we needed to go somewhere, um, could we get somewhere? Uh, tried to start the Escape, which is like three years old. No, coming up on... Almost four. Three and a half. Okay. Three and a half years old. Um, would not start. Go to start the Civic, which is a 2008. Starts right up. So, <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, batteries are only rated for three years, and we haven't replaced the battery in the escape yet so it's not really a dig at ford but it was kind of comical to sit here and this older car just right up and civics are also like but i did replace the battery in the civic last year right but they're like notoriously hardy though because it died on me in the parking lot um at loyola when i did my overnight sleep study Oh, yeah, I did so I had to call Allstate and have them come booted. But I did call Allstate to come try and jump the escape. Um, and they were they told me, yeah, there's no one available. 
because you know it's literally happening to everybody and they're like yeah if you find someone who can do it you can send us the bill for up to a hundred dollars <laughs> but that happened to a friend of mine too she was supposed to come over for uh, uh, a movie night on friday and her car uh the battery was just like yeah no nah. and she tried to do the whole triple a thing and triple a said the same thing they're like yeah yeah no sorry so I guess you're just gonna die in your abandoned car. <laughs> so uh, a note note to listeners: if you don't know this, uh, at three years, uh, replace your car battery before the winter. So I'm gonna I'm actually we we need to go replace it yet, mm-hmm. but um, once I replace it, I'm gonna put a note in the calendar for three December's from now and just say, go replace battery. Bef- the the car is still not starting though. Oh uh, no! It's starting now. Oh, we okay. drove it over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Bob boot, uh, booted it up. And well, as soon as it, it got like up to twenty degrees outside, so it was fine. Weather. Yeah, shorts weather. Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. even joking. I walked out of work on Friday and I was like, "Oh, it's warm. It's warm out." I was joking when it was Friday. It was seventeen degrees and sunny. Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, summer's here." <laughs> yeah, that's what like a seventy. This degree is what swing? it feels like to live in Alaska. Yep. It was wonderful. I was walking around with my coat open. I didn't have a hat or gloves. I'm just like, this is great. Yeah, I didn't even try to start my car on Wednesday or Thursday because I wasn't going anywhere anyway. But when I went out there and I started on Friday, no, no problem. Started right up. You know, yeah. those fucking, those 2000 Camrys are right around that time. That car is going to work forever. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to take a serious accident to take that car down. That's what happened with our Saturn Ion. Some f- well, hillbilly well, rammed Al- into us in Pennsylvania. Alex, you, you you have had some trouble with that car in the extreme cold well, before, yes, though. Yes, there was the one time when I went to open the door and the handle snapped off. But And that was a bad day. I mean, of all the things you're like not expecting at all, you're <laughs> just kind of standing there like, okay, cool. Well, you know what it was, though? It was really, you know, it's like a learning experience. The car door was frozen shut, ah. and I tried to yank on it instead of just opening another door that wasn't frozen shut and then Climbing pushing it open right. from the inside. Because right. all you got to do is, you know, when that's happening is you open another door and go give the car, you know, you give the inside uh, of the door a little push and you'll break the seal. Right. But, yeah, that time, bad day. Bad day. That was a real bad day. Having a bad time. And I took my sweet time fixing that, too. <laughs> Why, Alex? Weren't you advised to just go buy a new car instead of fixing the door handle? No, no, this was not a Bob's a lunatic with his cell phone situation. But since you've brought it up, great transition. Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy. So please, please, I've been waiting weeks for this, Alex. <laughs> so, just to like run through the thought process, and you're not going to be able to Bob math this one because you didn't sell anything to make this happen. You're sitting here a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, something yes. like that. Yes. And you break your phone because you're a dummy. Let's yep. just just a short and sweet. I, I I haven't disputed that. <laughs> and you're telling me, oh well, I could fix the screen for two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. But you know, this phone is really only worth about that much. I looked it up, so it's probably doesn't really make that much sense to fix it. Unless you're a lunatic and you're planning to go spend, like, way more money, and then it would make sense to fix it. So, 
you know, Bob and I have been talking about this film thing, you know, on the podcast as well as off the podcast. Well, oh, we had the we? prediction. I think it was one of our first episodes of the new year where we were. Yeah, like, about two weeks. This I is going to happen like, yeah, week very, to two weeks. Very, very quick. And Bob, to his credit, held out longer because he wanted to prove us wrong. Yes. It wasn't like because he didn't want to. I no, mean, that was the only the reason day, that he held out. The day Bob broke that phone, I mean, he <laughs> wanted to throw it out the window and replace it immediately. Let's just be honest about Correct. it. Correct. Because Bob. Because Bob. So Bob and I have been talking about, oh, should I get, you know, maybe should I get the Pixel? Should I wait for the new Samsung? Maybe I'll get an iPhone. And once he brought up the iPhone, I'm like, here we go. So I know where this is heading. <laughs> And what people don't know is Bob also has a Samsung smartwatch. But now, does that only work with the Android phones? Um, it not only does it, it doesn't, it only really works with Samsung phones. Okay. So it's probably buggy if you use it on non-Samsung phones. Right. Like, so it, it has a, like the companion app for it, but um, I, I wasn't, I, I only bought that watch because I got a really great price on it after Black Friday. It was something sure, I was sure. some, it was something I was intrigued by. I wanted to try it and it got to a price where I was comfortable with it. Um, but I was never really happy with it. Um, there were some features that I did like about it. Uh, but I was never truly happy with that watch. So fast forward to I believe it was Martin Luther King Day. I think you guys went bowling that day, actually. Yeah, we had talked about it that day. And you know what's funny is it Bob made no mention of going to make a purchase that day. It's funny I, how I, he had left that out. I get a text <laughs> at one point, and it's something weird. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, I'm just testing. And I was like, so you went out and did it, huh? And he was like, did what? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. To bring this all around, to summarize... Bob, who still hasn't paid off his Galaxy S8, went, or did you now? No, it's not paid off yet. <laughs> went and bought an iPhone XR, LB, son of a bitch, whatever edition, <laughs> you know. So what was that, like 700 bucks? Um, Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay. It was, it was, it was, it was more. Okay, so... <laughs> And then Actually, you, I really don't know because I'm on the monthly installment, but uh, and it's got the Apple Care with it. So, Bob, I, I want to say something. This is like a compliment sandwich. You're such a smart guy. Like I know you're really smart, but to, in some certain ways, you're also quite a bit of a dummy, <laughs> and you have weaknesses, known you, weaknesses. Alex, he will always return. To his dark mistress, Apple. We all knew this day would come. Yeah. Oh, I'm done with them. Do you remember the thing he wrote about the AirPods? The passionate thing he wrote about hey, the Hey, I AirPods? still think the AirPods are the dumbest fucking thing. I mean, they are. But... Yeah, we'll, give it, we'll give it two weeks before he owns that, too. <laughs> so Bob, Bob buys an iPhone XR. Bob goes and buys an Apple Watch. And, you know, you bought, like, Apple Care. See, that, bought, like, that, Apple I come suck home. me off. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. I came home that night. We're sitting on the couch. I'm watching TV. And I happened to glance over. And he's got his arm up on the back. And I look. Oh, you left that one out. And I look, and I'm like, did you fucking buy an Apple Watch, too? <laughs> well, the other watch isn't compared. So you bought an Apple Watch, too. Yeah. 
and he can be those people now. And this is why he doesn't get to say anything anymore. When I'm like, I've gone out and spent a bunch of money on art supplies, or I'm going do. away for a weekend. I never. Or do. I'm going away for a weekend with my girlfriends or something. Hey, we're having fun right now. I don't want to see mommy and daddy fight. Okay, let's just calm down. <laughs> don't get hysteric, Erica. Hysteric. Hysterical. <laughs> I will hysteric. endeavor not to get hysteric. Just for you, Alex. How dare you? <laughs> Your words, not mine. Bob, so the end total of this, you know, we went from like, oh, let's repair the phone for 200 something dollars to I'm just going to spend like a thousand dollars to that's, summarize. That's, that's not fair. Well, yeah, how but much I mean, is what's the mean, Apple Watch? Accurate. What? But accurate. I have not like what, what? How much does an Apple Watch cost? I have no idea. Three to four. Depends on how much money you want to spend on the band. Fucking watch. You could get like a gold band. That's like hey, it's of not the watch that Janet's boyfriend okay, went a out husband, and replaced. Two. What's your husband? I, I'm not. Point? I don't really give a shit what Chris does. <laughs> I'm not married to Chris. I'm just saying it wasn't like a five thousand dollar Rolex mm-hmm. that only tells time. I mean, I, I will say that everything that that can do, your phone can do. So, if we want to talk about redundancies and stupid Bob, purchases. Bob, I, I just want to be clear. I mean, you could do whatever you want, and I do appreciate your contribution to this podcast by creating a topic <laughs> that we can bring up for all eternity. You know, it is pretty great, right? <laughs> so I'm not really. It's that a business expense. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. should write it off. This is a write-off. <laughs> you don't even know, know what a write-off is. But he, to be fair, though. You just hate Apple so much. I don't hate Apple. I don't yes, care about do. Apple. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You would never consider... If someone asked you what phone should you buy, it wouldn't matter if the iPhone made the most sense for that person. You would tell I them to buy an Android. I constantly recommend iPhones. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> I've always said, if you're a tech dummy, just buy an iPhone. That's what we call a backhanded recommendation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't say that to people, but... That just as a general but sense. But there's tech people that that just even tech people who just want who don't want to worry about their phone. As what are much. we What are we talking about though? Like the press, the tech press. Like those people are all in love with Apple. They've been in love with Apple for like thirty. Well, there years. there is there is like the cult of Apple that drives me insane. Uh, um, you're a member. I always got to say, I'm not a member of the cult of Apple. Bob, you have okay. We kind of glossed over it. You have been relentlessly ripping Apple for removing the headphone jack. Yes, a courageous move, might I add. For at this point, I can only assume to be centuries. You know, <laughs> basically, you've been going on forever, nonstop, in many forms. And yet here we are. No headphone jack. By the way, Erica, I recommended phones that had headphone jacks to him. Mm -hmm. That would have been far less money. But, you know, what do I know? You know, Alex, at this point, it's we can't take it with us, I guess. So we're just going to blow through everything that we have. Just blow it all. Georgie, we're blowing it all. (laughs) Why didn't you just get the one plus six for like 500 bucks? Um, Well, one... Because his dark mistress was calling him No, back. well, one, there's, uh, you know, if I was going to get a new phone, I, I wanted it on an installment plan. I didn't want to just 
pay $500 outright. Okay, but what's the difference about paying it outright or paying like 30 bucks a month for two years? Um, well, if you can get the 30 bucks a month for 0% interest, um, then, you know, that's your that's free money to take with you. Um, $500 up front today, that's not necessarily $500 I have right this very moment. So, it, it, so yes, I wanted the installment plan. I didn't want to just pull 500 I, You know, I could have. I could have, you know, jumped into savings and bought it for $500, but I didn't want to do that when I could get the installment plan and... We're, not worry about it. Were you ashamed of these purchases? Because you've been avoiding telling me. Ashamed of which purchases? Both. Oh, uh, no. I think I told you immediately, didn't I? No, you told me about the watch. But oh. Bob left out the watch when he told me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, was, I wanted to save it for the podcast. I wanted to get just that pure reaction to realizing it when, I, when we got here. But, you know... Thank you for ruining content, Erica. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, no, I wasn't ashamed. Let me, let me hold the phone for a moment while you're talking. Let me see this phone. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I wasn't ashamed. Um, you know, I, I, Apple still makes a good phone. Android, there are some Android phones that are very good. Um, at the end of the day, um, just from the experience of using both phones uh both phones have strengths and weaknesses uh, android phones are generally going to be you can get android phones for a lot cheaper that's a huge plus and for a lot of people that's the only thing that matters is what can they afford and i respect that um if android was all i could afford i'd be perfectly content with that um, you're a rich snob, Bob. I, I'm just a horrible human being. Um, you know, you know, the moment you bought that phone, like six more Korean children were murdered trying to build it. <laughs> to be fair, iPhones are made in China. To be fair, not Korea. That's literally everything that everyone owns. Ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You can't. You can't. No, buy not shit. my phone, Erica. My phone was made in a humane way. Oh, okay. oh sure it was. Sure it was. Sure, sure it was. was. Yeah, like all Android phones. Um, strengths of the iPhone, in my opinion, uh, I have less trouble with connectivity with the iPhone, um, and it's particularly with networks where you have to go through login pages, um before you can connect to them the messaging system on the iphone is a lot better than the android based system well you had some issues with that because everyone in that you normally well and and, and here's a here's a part that we haven't gotten to and we left out um before i headed to idaho i was having problems with my text messages where people were not getting them i had we had the incident with you where you didn't get messages that i sent and there was another incident um, where I didn't know, you know, it was unclear if I wasn't getting messages or not. And to me, that was the that was the biggest driver to getting a new phone um, was I'm going on a trip. I'm going to be out in the middle, out in the West Coast. Um, I can't like I don't want to be in a situation where I don't know if I'm getting my messages. Now, it could have been it could have been 
you know, just a blip. It could have been AT&T. It could have been T-Mobile. Whoever else was involved. But I know one thing. I never had a problem with text messages when I was on the iPhone. I feel you're cursed in certain ways, though, Bob, because I don't have any issues with texting with people except for you. And I also think the two times you've bought an Android phone, it's almost as if you purposefully bought the shitty ones. And now that you're not using yours, I can just bash it relentlessly. You know the S8 is a good phone. It's good hardware. The software is fucking awful, and that's the whole experience. <laughs> I, I, before had, that you owned like a motorola like whatever the droid. motorola droid that was a pile of shit no it's the droid bionic the that phone sucked. i had i had the first droid that the, was a good phone that was a great phone i really liked that phone the droid bionic um ended up being sucked a, a, just a fucking waste of space um didn't know it when i first bought it but it very quickly and from a software began. perspective the s8 totally sucks so you kept doing this thing where you're buying phones that you know aren't very good the s8 did not totally suck mm. the s8 was still a good phone and honestly if sam's uh, you know when i went to go um when i looked at getting the f I, I recently took our ipad in to get the screen replaced the ipad with this giant screen was $125 to replace the screen. The S8, with a much smaller screen, but has the curved edges, was $225 to re plus tax to replace. Yeah. So I was asking the guy about um, at the place that did the screen repair, and I said, why, why does this cost so much more? And he said, basically straight out, it's not labor. It's the screen is ju just costs that much more because Samsung can. And, to, you know, that right. no one else makes that screen. Yeah. And but, you know, that's really frustrating. And that, you know, I know with my iPhone uh, now, if I do break the screen, which I'm endeavor not to, I know it's going to be seventy nine dollars to fix with, you know, and yes, I have to pay Apple care for that. But I know that I know I'm going to get two battery replacements if I need them. And the other part that um, I, I considered was in like the, ooh, excuse me, I should not be drinking pop. Um, in the 10 years that smartphones have been around, uh, I have not had a phone payment for a grand total of six of those months. So I'm always going to have a payment. Um, I'm never going to get out from under that because I... It, I as much as I would love to, I'm a technophile. I I'm always going to want something new. You have a problem. I do. It's a it's a horrible addiction. <laughs> um, but I know I'm never going to really get out from under that. Maybe one day if I ever, uh, if they get too boring, which they're bordering on. They've been boring for like four years. Yeah, they've been, they've not been very interesting. But they do uh, planned obsolescence is a bitch. And I'm I tend to find I'm pretty hard on phones. Um, I I've had every phone I've ever had at the two year mark. I've come to find them to be unusable. So that's why I thought you know when I was considering it and I was looking at it and I said I need a phone. If I didn't have the texting problems, um, I probably would not have bought the phone when I did. It, w it would have happened eventually, for sure.
but I probably would have held out longer or tried to get to when my essay was paid off. But with the texting problems, that really worried me. And then I just looked at my options and I said, you know, the the iPhone has always worked for me. I've never really ha I had a couple of slowness problems and I had a storage issue on one iPhone that I fixed by getting one with more storage. So, you know, I felt like, yeah, I think you have a valid point that I never gave stock Android a chance. Um, but I don't know. The iPhone, in my experience, the iPhone has always worked for me. So I just think in a world where Samsung was allowed to make iPhones, you know, they would put their CRUD interface over iOS as well and ruin it. And you'd have a terrible experience with that, too. I But my complaint with Samsung has never had anything to do with their software. You're having software problems. The text thing. That's a software problem. Not necessarily. You had a massive battery drain issue. That's a software problem. That phone was like a year old and you had battery The battery problems. drain problems were and that wasn't. that's not a hardware issue. That's a software yeah, issue. Yeah, okay, okay, you're right. In a tech-adjacent uh, related story, I saw that Ars Technica, which is a tech news website, mm -hmm. is going to be behind a paywall sometime this year. Hold on. You are not giving me near as much shit for buying the Apple Watch as I expected. Well, it's an embarrassment, but what can you do? He's not wrong. I yes, I, I mean, am still here. The, the watch is the, the whole like Apple Watch or Samsung gear or whatever and all that the type of related bullshit. They're all worthless. They don't do but, anything. But this will give me my EKG. Yeah. OK. I here. Here's the thing. I found this. I found the watch very useful while I was snowboarding because I could keep my phone in my pocket and not have to worry about pulling it out on a chairlift um, or using all, all my battery on GPS. So I did. If you are a skier or a snowboarder, and especially if you like to track what you do, the watch was pretty great. And is one of the more affordable options for doing that. You could certainly find niche, niche use cases, but in terms of something to wear every day, I just have never enjoyed wearing a watch all the time. Same. I, you know, I, one of the best things ever about phones is, the time is, is that you phone. had the time on the phone right. and you no longer have any need for a watch. No reason. Uh, here's the crazy thing, and if you want to try it, you can. Um, I never felt like the Galaxy Watch. Nah. Well, you know, fine. <laughs> I never kidding. felt like the Galaxy Watch was uh, ever really that comfortable. Um, and I put this one on at the store, and I found it surprised. I was like, God damn it, Apple. Why does it actually have to be comfortable? It's a little, it's, it's kind of weird to get, like, how you get it in there but it, it was very comfortable for me so Alex is trying the watch on yep because uh, podcasting is not a visual medium yes let's see that's, that's probably too tight but this thing is a pain in the ass to put on by the way it took, it took a little while to get used to it this is like this is like the feeling of the band I like it the weight on my wrist I just don't like it. No, I mean, 
that's fair. I like, I don't know. I like it. I like not digging. It's one, one place I really like it is in meetings. Um, but everyone still knows what you're doing. Yeah, but there's like, it's still like a, it's still like a social, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if you're out at dinner with people and someone's talking to you and you pull out your phone and look at it, that's like bad decor. You know? it's, yeah, you're being kind of a douchebag. Yeah. And if you and if you have a watch, if you have an Apple watch, people know you're looking at texts or something like that. You know, I, sure. I get that. Um, it's I don't know. I, I tend to think just a quick look like that is a lot less obtrusive than pulling out your phone and fiddling with it because here's the thing if you do this you're literally just seeing was this important or not but if you pull out your phone you could end up actually responding to a message that maybe you shouldn't be um or something like that you know versus yeah that can wait till the end of the meeting or uh actually that's my wife calling she never calls me in the middle of the day this might be important i should go so and and that's kind of i i prefer that um i i personally don't like this would not bother me in a meeting if someone pulled out their phone and they do in the middle of a meeting um that's a little more offensive to me i'm just of the opinion that all these random accessories for phones are just new ways to try to drive revenue with no real use a solution in search of a problem i mean that's you know, because yeah, phones have gotten boring. Right. Phones have been boring for years now. Even if you move towards less and less and less bezels. I mean, you've seen those pictures of the Galaxy S10. The front is essentially no bezel with a small home mm-hmm. hole for the camera. So we're very close to having absolutely no bezel on the front of the phone, which just means we're going to get seven inch screens because for some reason, the screens must keep getting bigger on phones. It makes no fucking sense. It's going to be like people carrying around fucking boom boxes on their shoulder. This this is definitely very big to me. Yes, Um, that's. That's a big phone. Um, it's a little bigger than Erica's S- XS. It is smaller than the XS Plus or yes. whatever it's called. I mean, it fits in my pocket. That's all I really um, about. You know, it, it is big. I I really would not want something bigger. But that's the thing. We and we talked about this. This is just yeah. this is just the way the manufacturer. This is like a really good size, right here. Yeah, mine's a little bigger than hers, and she's got a slimmer case. Mm-hmm. And this. If if this was sixteen by nine instead of just some wacky aspect ratio, it would be amazing. Because the problem with all phones now is they're eighteen by nine or some stupid aspect ratio, and so they're all top heavy in your hand. Yeah, but no, it's it's annoying because like the manufacturers never seem to feel like oh wait, we hit a good size. They constantly think, well, we need to go bigger. It's always bigger. Well, no, sometimes it's smaller. There was a there was a long time where they were trying to, you know, when, when cell phones first came out, it was like get smaller, get smaller, get smaller, get smaller, and now we're on get bigger, get bigger. Well, get bigger. because it's a personal computer in your pocket now, and you watch videos and shit on it. Yeah. So. Yes. So you know, well, and you when need when to have it a was cinematic experience on the on the phone, when uh, all you were actually doing was using it for phone calls, then yes, you want it to be as small as possible. 
But now that you're using it for more things, mm-hmm. there is sort of a balance. But I think the balance is a five to five and a half inch screen at 16 by nine is a good size screen, no matter whether you have big hands or small hands or whatever. I think that's a good balance. These phones that are six plus inches or even bigger, you know, are just obscenely way too it's, big and they're, they're not huge. usable. You have to use them with two hands constantly because you can't reach half the screen. Yeah. It's stupid. Anyways, I'm bored of the phone topic. 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 Erica's going to kill herself. Let's move on. I mean, I was on. fine. I, I Let's, was. I, 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 just I, one last thing and then we can move on. Is because you you criticize the fact how are things with the fan that fiction? that <laughs> the watch is a solution um, in search of a problem hasn't all of phone technology been that no because um a lot of things especially with the original iPhone was converging multiple products into one you know uh, the original iPhone was oh we've taken a cell phone and we've taken a camera. And we've taken a music player and we've integrated them into one product that works very well and it's simple to use and it's one thing to carry around. And now if you look at how far phones have come, the phone cameras are so good, unless you're like a complete lunatic when it comes to taking pictures, your phone takes amazing pictures. Oh, yeah, Most high-end phones take amazing yeah. pictures. Most phones play audio great they have very well they used to have very good headphone jacks that would do a great job of playing audio bluetooth is getting better so that'll be good one day overall in terms of like doing a really good job of playing music wirelessly mm-hmm. um you know they have great screens if you want to watch tv on the uh plane or something like that yep. because it used to be if you wanted to actually like watch something on a plane you had to bring a portable dvd player or something like that you know, if you wanted to play games, you had to have your, uh, you know, you have to have a Nintendo DS you or something. You had to bring an extra thing. And now if you want, you could play really fun games on your phone. Right. So the pho- so phones have integrated a lot of products into one. Mm-hmm. So they were not solutions in search of a problem. There was actually a real problem of having too many things to bring with you. But all of those individual things, like, I, 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 I agree with you for the most part. All of those things, I mean, this is technology in general. Uh, at least consumer electronics. Um, they're all things people want. And they're not, they're, you know, at this point, smartphones are things people need. They've become things people need largely because of uh, work and the, the need to be productive at all times. Um, but, I mean, it's all stuff people want. And, you know, yes, the watch, does it have near the utility of a phone? No, but it is something people want. And that's just our economy. It's a consumer-based economy. So, but now I'm done. I have one more thing I could say, but we can move on. Tell me. I I will say, because I do have a set of Bluetooth headphones that I use for working out. It's really annoying. I don't know why this is. The Bluetooth from the iPhone works so much better than it did on the S8. I almost never software problem. It almost never cracks on me. Or like I, I get almost no um Bluetooth problems. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> so, you know, it, it was just really annoying because I I was like I cuz I've been I've not I've been very angry at 
about um, Bluetooth headphones in general. I'm still not sold on them for my everyday use or my high fidelity use, but uh, you know, in certain cases, it's it's annoying that it is better on the iPhone. I'm trying what to open doing? a case. I'm trying to open a case with headphones inside them, mm-hmm. but it won't open because I still am like a retard when it comes to opening this case. What Sorry, you? I know you hate that word. My bad. But right now, I am currently acting like that. You're Wait, supposed to. This you, is this is like, I, I I can't even describe what I'm looking at. Like what 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 did you buy that is so? I will say at first I thought it was like a little noisemaker thing, and you were trying to hit a button. But I'm I'm not sure what's going on over here. These headphones better be amazing. They are, but I can't open the case right now. I have never been on the struggle bus this bad this, when it comes to this case. I don't understand. What? Because well, it's, it's, it's a pressure you know what? situation. You know what? It's, I'm in the polar vortex, and this while, case has While you're frozen trying to shut. figure that out, why don't you tell us what brand they are? It's a Jabra, Jabra 65T okay. or something like that. Okay. Oh, my God. Finally. Wow. So that anyways, look at these. These work great. They're tiny. They have something like eight hours of battery life. These are great for working out. They have great audio quality, and this is like a charging slash carrying case that you could use with them. And that's kind of cool. How much do those run? I think these were like ninety. That's not bad. Yeah. But are they endorsed by The Rock? (laughs) They may be. (laughs) Alex, did you watch the Hobson Shaw trailer? Now I can't remember how to put these away. Rough day. <laughs> I did watch it. Tell me what you thought while I play with this. Well, here's the thing, Alex. Here's the thing about that fucking movie. Anything and everything that I hear about it just makes me more hype. So now I'm a little worried that I'm going in too hype. Because as soon as they said, oh, we're doing The Rock and Jason Statham buddy action movie, I was like, well, I mean, I, I didn't know I needed this. But now it's literally all that I can think about. And then you throw Idris Elba in as a... As a supervillain. Here for it. I told you they've been going to the Avengers more and more and more. Avengers with cars. Totally fine. Yeah. No, it's it's great. The the line he has when they're like, who are you? He's just like, bad guy. It's like, perfect. Yes, please. Perfect. Why isn't it August yet? Uh yeah, I I'm very excited for that movie. You get to see Jason Statham kill somebody with a champagne bottle. Well, and they definitely It's not as good as John Wick killing someone with a library book, but No, well. I mean, um well, I guess it depends. Do, does the does the champagne bottle actually um puncture the throat or does it just collapse? It? I mean, one can only hope that. I, mean, I don't know. We'll have to go see the movie when it comes out. Uh yes, we will. Uh they are definitely like they're like as these movies have gone along, they've become more and more self-aware. And it's like now that Vin's out of the picture, it's like, oh, we're just going right off a cliff. I'm nodding vigorously. Can we talk about how much of a dumbass Vin Diesel and especially Tyrese are? Well, because Tyrese, it's like. Well, he's the dumbest. Vin Diesel is one of those guys that probably has endless money. So what? Well, does he, he has care? endless money. It's it's he's like a pr- executive producer on the franchise. It's his franchise. Tyrese, it's like maybe be quiet, you don't. Don't be an idiot. Don't don't spit in the face of the gravy train. Because honestly, The Rock coming in in what was it? Movie four or movie five? 
revitalized revitalized the whole thing you guys would not have gotten this far if you did not bring his character in well and like obviously i don't know the rock and i don't what i i I know i know you are all expecting to get invited i thought you had that one like 38th fucking like rock blood in you bob that's how we're gonna get you in the wwe oh no i'm just gonna say that and it'll be true jesus uh (laughs) but um everything i've seen though like all he wants you know he's just out there to be successful in whatever he does and he likes working with people um he seems like an affable guy obviously we who the fuck knows he could be a huge douchebag he just doesn't well and sometimes people some people like that they can be hard to work with or work for um but generally he seems to want to be successful and as long as you're willing to do be part of that team, he's on board. But he is the star in the room. He's always going to be. He's he's just that he's the rock. Well, that's why you brought him into the franchise, right? So you can't bring to him in, into in the franchise. Inject a little like right. adrenaline in and be like, okay, and now we're getting away from the car racing, and now we're just international like spies for reasons. And I'm wondering because he's not the Rock is not going to be in the next actual mainline movie. I mean, it if we're being real, okay, we'll have to see. Right. But so it's like you, you guys. Let's talk about this. The man had his arm in a cast, and then he flexed, and his arm wasn't in a cast anymore. It was amazing. That was one of the greatest <laughs> moments in cinema history, topped only in the next movie where he rips. A giant concrete bench off the wall and starts doing curls with it. <laughs> now I can I can definitely understand. The prison scene is one of the best it's in the fr- fucking franchise, man. Oh, it is the best scene ever in the franchise, Just for sure. Rubber bullets. He took eight off fucking movies to get to that, and it was completely it was worth, worth it. it. Like I can I can understand if you're Vin Diesel being bummed that you are now playing second fiddle to The Rock. But do you want to keep making movies in this franchise or not? Everyone's always played second fiddle to The Rock with the one exception of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Everyone else has always been second fiddle to The Rock in everything he's ever done. Truth. Mm-hmm. So just deal with it. And you do. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. And you're going to make a shitload of money. Just sit back and well, enjoy the ride. And ride what, those coattails, What has baby? Vin Diesel done besides Fast and Furious in the last few years? He is Nothing. Groot. He, oh. he is. That's true. He's making him, probably making a lot of money off that. I'd be interested to know how much money, though. Because, like, how much work Come does on. that really entail? Right. Uh, he was in The Last Witch Hunter, which I still haven't seen, but really want to because it's supposed to be terrible. <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't know. I don't. Fu- it's like, oh, there's a new Fast and Furious movie. Vin Diesel will be in that, and I will probably end up seeing it. Yeah. Anything else? It's just like... Well, it's like, okay, you've... You're creating a fun franchise. Uh, people enjoy it. Um, and you're still making all of the money. You're still making tons of money. So, hey. If, if you want something where you're the focus again, go do something else. Because, I mean, at this point, these movies are cookie cutter. It's just pick a location, pick some cars, and do something. And, throw and cars are kind of optional at this point. Yeah, cars so, are not a... So, yeah. you know, it's like, this isn't like high art, or not that it ever was, but... You know, you're like your TV show now, just longer. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I think they're they're absolutely foolish uh, 
especially the, with how public it's been. Because no one, no, no studio or agency is going to side with Vin Diesel over The Rock. I don't know. Are you sure the whole thing's real? Because it feels very pro wrestling. You know, I've heard some of that too, where some of it has probably been blown out of proportion a little bit and a little fakey. Ultimately, I don't give a shit. To give them something to talk about. Right. To keep the franchise sort of relevant in the news. To me, I'm just like, I don't care. Give me your really stupid action sequences. That's literally all yeah, I care about. I mean, I do. How, how elevated it is, I don't know. Um, but if, you know, the stories coming out of the last movie are true, like that the oh, literally the only, there was like literally just one day The Rock and Vin Diesel were on set together and that was it. Um, or like that they wrote around it so that they could not be in the same scenes. Like, that that's and he's not the rock isn't going to be in the next mainline movie um which just seems like crazy to me well no you know what bob if we got hobbs and shaw and that does well that's the franchise i'm that's the new franchise i'm there right right? so jason statham and the rock wrecking shit together i'm kind of here for it but i have a serious question yeah this is like you need to buckle up Uh uh-oh what the fuck happened to your beard? Did you just notice that? No. Okay. I yes, ha- Bob, tell us what happened to your beard. I had an incident with a trimmer. Bob doesn't know how to shave properly. I was trying to trim it down, clean it up a bit. It was getting a little squirrely. I have told mm-hmm. him multiple times. Just go to someone who knows what they're doing. I'm just trying to save us money. <laughs> Alex, did you see the John Wick trailer? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. It's really good. I don't want to see anything else, though. Oh, no, no. I saw the one trailer. I saw him killing someone with a book. I, I'm there already. He's on a horse. I'm here for it. Let's go. Yep. Um, May cannot get here fast enough. Bob, you sent me an interesting article the other day from Kotaku. <laughs> did you send this to Erica? <laughs> no, I didn't. Why send me podcast topics? Well, Here's me going back to. I my don't know phone. if there's really much to say, but this is this is the Overwatch yeah. porn one. Yeah, okay. Bob sends me an article on Kotaku written by some woman. I don't know who it was, and she was like, "Oh, I was browsing around on the internet and I tripped and fell over Overwatch porn, and I can't believe how detailed it was or how good the animation is." Yeah, I know. And I was sitting there reading it. And I just thought to myself, is, is she new to the planet Earth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just thought this is what happens when you're getting paid for clicks and you have to write something. You yeah. start you start looking at porn websites for topics. Pretty much. And then and then at the end of the article, she tries to transform it into a thing where she goes, you know, all the Overwatch porn is based around the white attractive characters and none of the uh, non-white attractive characters are in there. And it's like, come on. One, I don't think that's true. I think you could find porn of any of the characters. Yes, I'm sure you because could. Because it's the year 2019. And it's the internet. And it's the internet. If I could go on. If it exists, there's porn of it. I was just going to say, I could literally go on and find porn of anything yes literally anything yes i don't get it 
I don't get it. It, it was just... Well, like you said, it's the problem when it's like it's articles for clicks. That's the only reason. And there's no, hey, you... we have this coming up. We need somebody to cover this. It's just, no, it's just yeah. a blog. Cover now, whatever you want now to cover. I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up because it does, we can also um, bring in what you had attempted to bring up earlier. And I insisted we talk a little bit more about phones. Um, but... So you you have these click you know sites like Otaku that are so incredibly clickbaity, but then you get someone like ours who now wants to go to a pay model, um, and they're fucked. And well, they're fucked, but ours is not nearly as clickbaity. No, but but I also don't think they have a level of content where you would want to pay for it. I do notice with ours, like I you don't get as many articles as. Uh, and I don't know, maybe they have articles that, like, they have, like, a main, uh, they don't have articles, they have articles that don't show on their main page. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I go to ours and, like, often I'll scroll through and I'll be like, I saw this on the main page yesterday. Like, that is a little odd. So, I think that's a good point. What are they going to be charging? I don't know. I just know that all the... There's a bunch of websites that are owned by Condé Nast, mm-hmm. and ours is one of them, and they're all going behind a paywall this year. Mm. And ours was really the biggest one for my interests. I don't really remember the other ones. But well, I just thought it was wired. Interest- I think ours is under the Wired uh, banner. Oh, Wired's going to be paid now? I thought I'd go there a lot, but... Well, here's what happens for me. When I go to a website, and it's behind a paywall, suddenly out of nowhere... Or they say, oh, turn off your ad blocker to view our website. I click off of it, and I never come back. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the and thing. I There's think a lot so of people do that. many spots that I can go where it won't be that way, and I'll get the same exact news. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of, that's the other thing, a lot of these websites are just covering the exact same story from the same press releases that are just written up in a different See, way. I think the the place where I'd be willing to spend money, though, is if you could actually get good, unbiased analysis, which you can't get. So many websites, they literally just regurgitate whatever the press release is. And yeah, I would never pay for that. Well, and that's the th- it's, it's the same with my entertainment content. Like, I give to the Patreon for We Hate Movies. Because I enjoy the shit. I, I feel it, that the $5 I give them a month is worth the content that I get back in return. You know? And it's that's kind of... You know, if I don't feel that there's a value there, or that it's not like, ooh, well, fuck, can't go to Kotaku anymore, can't go to Wired anymore for shit, okay, that's not the end of the universe. If it was something that I did feel it would be the end of the universe, I'd probably be a little more willing to pay. Now, if if all of Condé Nast is going behind a paywall, I, I hope that they do like a subscription service where you get access to their whole catalog, to not just like oh you get access to ours or you get access to Wired. Um, that would be but, smart, you know, because I think that's the only way you get value. Um, that's that people would be willing to pay. Um, but it is a, it, it's kind of, I'm sure it's a, you know, it's a risky move, but I kind of understand it. You're at a point like print media in general had, has just been obliterated by the internet and it's so, it's hard to keep the lights on the way the model is. Well, here's the problem. 
especially for a tech enthusiast website like Ars Technica, where they probably see more of their ads blocked than, say, maybe a CNN.com does. Mm -hmm. They have to find a way to monetize that isn't ad-related because so many people are blocking ads, and for good reason, because if you don't run an ad blocker, your phone or your computer gets slowed down so much by loading in ads. Oh, yeah. You have to run an ad blocker to make these browsers usable. And that's not people's fault. That's the designer's and the advertiser's fault for making their ads contain so much code and trying to draw so much information that they're slowing down all these websites. I wouldn't care about an ad if it didn't slow down my browser so much or if it didn't take up like the whole screen but you scroll through some websites and you're scrolling and the ad is three quarters of the screen and when you eliminate that ad and it's just not there and it was like it never existed your experience gets so much better yep so i mean it's it's one of those things though where you know if you want to have professional writers creating content and not just you know, dipshits who started writing and Kotaku paid them 10 cents an hour to, you know, sit in front of a computer. Um, it's got to get paid for. And it's either going to be paid through a subscription or advertising. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I pretend with the to know what the solution is. But, and there does need to be a solution. But trying to force ads on people is not. It's not going to work. They're going to keep finding ways to block the ads. Well, I think that's why they're, you know, Condé Nast is probably, that's probably why they're moving to a subscription model. Well, Well, and I would expect that Condé Nast is a lot better with their, uh, they actually have editors who, like, look at the content before it gets mm -hmm. put up on the site. Because when I think of Kotaku or even, like, Uprocks, which is another, I go there for my wrestling stuff. Every single article, and I've bitched about this before, has spelling errors or grammar errors. And it's like... And not like that one-off word. No. It's like a constant like issue throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. You guys can't afford to have editors, but that's the thing. If you're going to start making me pay for something, I'm going to expect a certain level right. of sophistication to it. Mm-hmm. And not just the shite that I, I already get. You know? Yeah, so they, I think ours and all of Condé Nast, they, they've got, they've got a quite a burden that they're gonna have to meet in order to be successful in this. Uh, you know, coming from them, I think they have the advantage of being an actual magazine um, company and not just a startup that blog service. Um, so they probably have the resources to do it. Um, the question is, it will will they be successful? I hope they are, because I would rather I would rather pay for a service that is going to give me more um be less biased um, and have higher quality writing than just continue to read shit. And that's so much of what I read anymore is shit. Also tied into this, I saw that in the future at some point, apparently Google is planning on breaking the API in Chrome that all the ad block uh, apps or add-ons use to block ads. Mm -hmm. 
and you know the U Block Origin uh, designer, which is one of the big ad blockers out there, the best one I think right now. He basically said, you know, if you guys go through with this, I'm probably just going to stop because the amount of work required to block ads through other APIs just isn't worth it. And at that point, I'll just keep working on the versions of it for Firefox and stuff like that. And if Google goes through with this, they might just drive a shitload of people to other browsers. Well, I mean, I understand why Google does. That's what their their whole business. That's where they make their money. They don't make money on other shit. They don't. Uh, they don't charge for Gmail, which is insane. Um, they might be listening. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, they do for the corp. You know, you can get business accounts with Gmail, and they do charge for that. But uh, you know, there's so much stuff. But it's all ad driven. It's all big data driven. Um, and I think that's the interesting thing. You look at the difference between uh, Google and or like Google and Facebook and Apple and um, I'm I Apple is evil in so many ways it is interesting though that their business does not rely on advertising or um, selling user data well when you make a phone for 150 bucks and you sell it for 800 so I mean there's a thing uh, you know that but that's you know, that has made Apple one of the most valuable companies in the world. I'm not arguing with it. Um, and they're one of, you know, it switches between them, Microsoft, and um, Amazon every other day. But, you know, what there there is a question there. Like, is there, do people seem to trust Apple more with their data than they do with Google? I mean, I don't trust Google. Any, I don't trust any of them. Really? I was just going to say, yeah, I don't think you can trust any of them with your, your data. But that's not Apple's business model. That's Google's business model. And everybody knows that. If Apple's doing it, they're not saying they're doing it. And they're not making enough money off of it for it to be public. Do we have anything else that's not wrestling related before we talk about wrestling for 19 hours? Did you uh, download the Anthem? Uh, oh fuck yeah, I did. Was that a whole debacle or the? Well, there was day the first day of that demo. <laughs> demo. It's more like an alpha. The first day of that, it basically was non-functional because oh, apparently they DDoS'd themselves somehow. <laughs> so they haven't said this publicly, Whoops. but someone went through the code the, or the the data the game was sending back to EA. And however, you know, the game is obviously you're playing on their servers. And so they have to send data back to themselves, you know, determine your location Mm -hmm. to make the game function. Right, right, right. Well, whatever they were doing, they were sending back way too much data. So basically the moment the demo went public, they DDoS to themselves. (laughs) Like everything EA (laughs) went down for like a full day before they fixed it. So it was pretty hilarious. Wow. I enjoy that. Once I actually got to play it, my the summary of the game, I would say, is I think it's going to be a really good game about six months from now, assuming it gets patched a lot and they add a lot of content. I don't know how much content there is or isn't going to be. I have no idea. However, the game runs so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, on the Xbox One X, I would say, to be fair, 
to be like real nice maybe it's running at 20 fps maybe really it's atrocious and the game doesn't even look that good to justify that horrible frame rate it's and it's a game where you're moving around a lot you're flying all over the place and the screen's tearing i mean i could load it up and show you the screen's tearing the frame rate's so bad in certain fights and in certain battles it's really not enjoyable just because of that so it actually like i can't actually break the game down because it's just the frame rate alone is enough to make you not want to play it when is the game supposed to come out uh, like sometime this month just the idea like the, 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 they yes they're claiming that these things are much better in the release build I call shenanigans As because yeah. I think anything like this that they're willing to call a demo, which is really like not demo level, because to me, a demo is a slice of the completed version of the game right. that you're trying to sell to people. Right. That they used to throw on the CD when you'd buy the old PlayStation games. Right. Here, try this. They have 15 minutes of it and yeah. come back and yeah, this, you're going to want to play more. This is very clearly a beta at best. And the just the idea that they thought that this was acceptable performance to release to people to play is or or they just didn't test it in real world scenarios at all but the performance issues they would have known that's not that's not related to netcode well it could um you know it could just be that they're sending so much data back that it's affecting performance um and that they're not seeing that in their in the lab scenario because you're not dealing with as much latency as you're going to see in real world scenarios. Um, who knows? I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time believing someone's they're playing in their studio in the lab and they're seeing the same thing as you did. And it goes out. Not to say it's, it, it doesn't happen when you have to hit a date. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I don't you, know. You, you work in this sort of environment, Bob, not to this level yeah. where it's like this much money and this much pressure on the line. Mm-hmm. But when you have a date and you have to hit it and you just don't hit it, it kind of is what it is. We're shipping. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that's the problem. You know, that's EA. Right. You know, you have, you do have other. Why would I have any faith in EA after what's been happening recently? Oh, no. It, and it just sucks because if Anthem, Anthem tanks and all they're going to care about is what happens at, you know, in the first month, mm-hmm. um, which is, a, which I mean, as a consumer, I, I think it's fair to make that judgment that it launches and it's shit. Why should I come back to it six months later? Um, why why should i have any confidence you fix your game uh you know but because it has happened with games what was uh no man's sky evidently it's pretty good now um yeah but why if you can't ship the game right in the first place why should i spend my money on it well i really enjoyed no man's sky when i finally got around to playing but, but that's another game i waited like over a year to play that game right and i mean you can't expect it, like i think people are catching on that why should you buy a game at launch? Well, especially when a game bombs and the price drops so dramatically. Right. I mean, Fallout 76, they are essentially giving that game away now. Uh, yeah. Battlefield 5 came out, didn't get advertised at all, which was so strange. Because apparently it's a, a good game. It's not like a bad game. 
but they didn't advertise it. It just came out. I didn't even know. And if I don't know, I don't know who the fuck knows. Mm-hmm. And that game was $30 within a week. Well, and especially the, you know, the big problem, the the heartbreak for Anthem is Bioware is, you know, at least used this to be. Is, if this isn't a success, they're this may be the end of Bioware. And Bioware is one of my favorite developers. Um, they've made many of my favorite games. And so if this happens to them, which is the EA model, they do it. They've done it so many times. And it seems like they're trying to do something of a ethical business model with Anthem where they're going to add all the actual game content for free. And the only thing you'll pay for in terms of extra would be like you could buy cosmetics, which will also be earnable by just playing. So they're not going like if they release a DLC a year from now, that DLC will just well, be free. I would like to make a point here. It's not ethical. It's what the market has said they'll tolerate. Because when they tried that shenanigans with Battlefield, the it, the market said we're not buying the game. Battlefront. Battlefront. Sorry, with Battlefront Two, they said we're not buying the game. You're right. So it was a reaction to that. Yeah, I mean, and still, and that's the power of you know that's the power of not buying a game. It's weird when consumers band together and don't do something. They have some power. Well, it, it just shows you there's some. It's one thing to bitch online. It's another to not to speak with your dollars, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So ethical, mm, the EA doesn't know what ethics are. They know what people are willing to spend their money on. Um, it, it it would be I just I have so much fear about this, but at the same time I've also kind of accepted in my heart that Bioware is dead. Now I will say if I come release day see something from Digital Foundry and they run a frame rate test and the game's locked at 30 FPS, at that point, maybe I'll get it. But based off this step, this beta, well, no why way. would you put Why would you put that out in the world? Because, like... That's what I mean. That's yeah, why like, I think it's going to be fucked at launch. Yeah, I mean, any because anyone who had that experience you had is not going to buy the game until they confirm that it's stable. It's just, you know. Bob, you know what I'll do? We'll come back around to it. I'll load up the demo. You can play it while Erica and I talk about wrestling. (laughs) And you could, if you play it for five minutes, you're going to see how busted this shit is. So this is actually perfect because you're going to be sitting here while we talk about wrestling and you're going to want to kill yourself. So this is actually great. So, Alex, what did you think of the Royal Rumble? I thought it was a solid show overall. Not particularly great. A couple things I enjoyed, but nothing blow away. Yeah, same. I mean, it wasn't like... I, I appreciate that Becky won. I yeah. That, that's important. Um, Seth Rollins winning doesn't really do much for me. But I who else s- would have won? I have no idea. That's the thing. The, the annoying thing with the Rumbles is that, well, I, you could take a chance and actually have someone win that would genuinely be surprising. They never do but that. But who? I mean, you could have had, I think the only other realistic option would have been Drew McIntyre, but... I think Rollins is way more over than McIntyre right now in terms of a big show match. And we've seen now more than once 
if you want a really good Brock Lesnar match, put him in there with an athletic guy who isn't that big. Right. And he could have a really, really great match. I mean, that match with Finn Balor, that match was fucking awesome. It was a good match. Indeed, you know. For sure. I uh, still haven't watched the one with Daniel Bryan from a while ago now. Yeah, but that was cool with the oil, the ways he was getting Brock and the submissions and everything. And Brock is, you know, Brock, if you give him good stuff, he can sell panic as well as anyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he sold the diverticulitis when he took the he took the uh, The, bump into the edge of the table. Yeah. And he was selling that big time. It was awesome. I I love that match. That and the Sasha and Ronda match were my two favorite things on the show. That was good, too. I thought Sasha and Ronda was like a little bit better, like a little bit more intense, you know, but. Well, when Sasha was playing the cocky, like uh, a character she was back in um, NXT. I mean, that's right where you want to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll get to that. To fucking do. You we'll know? get to that in a moment, though. I just thought I thought Brock was so awesome in his match. His selling was so good. The looks on his face. The look at the end after Finn in made the, the huge. Finn made the huge run. He hits his finish, and Brock counters into the Kimura. And the look in his eyes, like I must beat this man right now. The now, gif you sent was amazing. Oh yeah. All right, so we also have Bob here uh, firing up Anthem. Yes. Yeah. You might want to do a free play, which is those other missions on the map, just to get used to moving around. I think one of these? Yeah. There you okay. Go. Then hit back once you selected it. Well, that's the thing, though. You put Brock in, like, a fresh matchup with somebody. Okay, I'm cool. It's when he keeps wrestling, like, either, like, old washed up guys or the same people over and over and over again i get fucking bored i'm so confused oh there it is this menu system's stupid anyway bob's bob's on the struggle bus it's okay (laughs) no but i i love yeah i thought brock was so great i'm trying to think what was the other thing in the match oh finn does a dive to the outside misses brock by a mile brock dives to catch him you know, it was awesome. Like, Brock was working so hard in that match. And I think that's one of the things. People like to shit on Brock and be like, oh, Brock's just cashing a paycheck and he doesn't care and all this shit. Well, how much can you really care when you're wrestling Braun Strowman? You know, you know you're not going to have a particularly good match. Well, and if he picks the person, I feel like he wants to wrestle. Because he has say in that, right? He's It's not oh, yeah, just, oh, this sure. is what you're doing. Like, you know, sure. fuck you, no. I think he's a little bit more enthused and he's a little bit more into it and a little bit more present, you know? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and it I makes think for more interesting matches when it's a little guy fighting a big guy. I, I don't know. I like that kind of shit. You can jump and then cliff, click left thumbstick to fly, Bob. I'm trying to teach Bob Anthem while I talk about wrestling. Hmm. So... Yeah, the other thing that I thought really stood out was I thought the Sasha and uh, Ronda match was just really, really good. Um, Not to like some of the levels of matches Sasha has had, but really a good match. Uh, The only thing that sucked about it was that there was no doubt Ronda would win. I wish they would have maybe somehow created some believability that maybe Sasha could win the match. And I also didn't like that essentially Sasha lost twice by tapping on the outside. (laughs) 
and then getting beat with a pin on the inside. Well, the tapping on the outside was dumb. I don't. I didn't like that. It was just kind of stupid, right? Because it's like you're no, you know, you can't win out there. It's not a false count anywhere match. What are you fucking doing? You know. Um. Yeah, that was just almost like oh, I've I've beaten you twice type of thing. Just really like make Sasha look like shit, which I don't agree with, but. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought we got that heelish Sasha behavior where she's trying to choke her out with her ring gear and uh, trying to stomp on her hand and all the great Sasha stuff. And there was just, yeah, there was a level of intensity in that match that I don't think anything else on the show met. Um, Not really. So, you know, like Rhonda, for all her problems, is really good at this. Um, Well, that's what's, if it's actually true that she's done after mania that's kind of shitty well there was that report from Meltzer that Ronda's going to leave af- sometime after Wrestlemania maybe not right away but mm-hmm. sometime after Wrestlemania because apparently she committed to do about a year and then she really wants to start a family that's like her goal which you can understand right and she came on mania she started right around mania right? Last, year. last year so yeah um, it just it, it's shitty to see so much go into one person and then have them leave that soon. But if Becky beats her clean in the middle, well, then you used her to right, have Becky be get great, a huge win. But the other thing is I don't trust these idiots to do that. Right, until it actually happens. Right. I have no faith. And I will also say I really think it's a bad idea to shoehorn Charlotte into the main. If I mean, they do it. Part of the story. If they do it. If they do it, but... Which, you know, the rumor is they will. Yeah. But, you know, Charlotte, she kind of deserves to be there. I mean, Charlotte's been doing great work for yes, a long time now. True. I mean, if you look at, like, a year ago versus now, Charlotte has gotten so much better, and her intensity level is so high in these matches. She's got those great faces, man. Oh, her... The her facials during the Royal Rumble were so good, and her angry face is so good. It really adds a lot. It does. It does. I would also argue, though, I mean, I, I get it. That's the big match on the card for the women. But you could have another... It, it's part of my issue overall with WWE is there's really only ever one big thing going on. You could develop... More than one story. Yeah, I wonder who Asuka matters. will wrestle at WrestleMania. I don't know. Because you could easily... you Maybe they'll do something where Charlotte says, oh, you didn't deserve to win. You got put into the Rumble because something happened and you stole someone's spot. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they fight each other at Elimination Chamber in a one-on-one for the Mania match mm-hmm. against Ronda against for that spot. And then maybe Charlotte and Asuka end up wrestling again at Mania. I'd you know, maybe they that. maybe they do something like that. That'd be fine. But I do feel like it's going to be a triple threat in the main event. And it, it by the way, if that match isn't the main event, the Becky Ronda thing, they're f- fucking lost it. That's the only thing on that show that feels like a really big deal. I think it'll be the main event. It'd be insane if it wasn't. I think it should be, but I also think it's them. It's WWE. And. It's women, and they, yeah, it's just, I, I don't have any faith in them at all to do the correct thing. I think they will. I think they stumble think they ass will. backwards into stuff, and it's like, okay, you guys managed to do a thing, but it's it's not for, 
it's not because of the effort you put in. It's because you stumbled into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I am hearing everything you're saying, and you're completely right. However, in this one circumstance, the chances of Rhonda and Becky not being the main event of the show, whether it is with or without Charlotte, mm-hmm. I view it as like 0%. I don't know, man. WWE has also, in the past, they've done the thing where they call something the main event and it's the second to last to go on. Well, they do that with a lot of shit. So it's like, but it's the main event. Well, but you... But it's not in the main event slot. And I will say they've gotten a little better about that. Because with the Rumble matches now, they weren't saying, oh, it's a, we had a shot at the main event of WrestleMania. Now they just say it's your choice of championship. Before, they used to say main event. Right. And it's like, main event to me is not the main event to you. So let's just fucking stop. You know? I thought... Yeah, but um, to come back around, I thought Sasha and Ronda had a really good match. It was a little sloppy in places, but I think the overall intensity level and how of like a real fight feel that it had mm-hmm. really elevated it. I don't think they need to do... You know, it was funny because, you know, we were watching this with our cousin, and one of the first things she noted when she saw the women was, does anyone put their hair back or... You know, why is all their makeup terrible? And when a normal person watches wrestling, these are the things that jump right out at you because it's so ridiculous. You know, that Sasha's wrestling with hair that's down like to her ass. I'll say that. It's all over the place. It doesn't bother me as much. Because with Sasha, I don't feel like she's constantly. It's not like with Paige, where stuff was like. Oh, I constantly have to be moving my hair out of my way. I'm constantly adjusting my clothes. I'm taking myself, I'm taking everything out of, you know, the, the fight by I'm it, taking away from the realism by um, constantly adjusting. John right. Cena would do that all the time, too. Let me, I'm getting my ass whipped, but let me adjust my jorts. Um, let me just. Kinda, I'm about to get power bombed. Let me flip my hair back. Right, let me adjust. Let me adjust, guys. And I don't feel like Sasha does that, so it doesn't bother me as much with her. Um, yeah, to kind of go over some other stuff real quick, I thought the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match was just terrible. The Shane McMahon versus uh, and Miz versus The Bar, I thought that match just totally sucked. Well, And it was also Potato City. I mean, Sheamus and Shane were just oh. beating the shit out of each other. Uh, that match was just really total the fact match. that Shane McMahon is a wrestler is just like why are we doing this? And I gotta buy that like because the Miz is a legitimate wrestler, mm-hmm. but I have to buy that Cesaro and Sheamus are losing to <laughs> Shane, Shane McMahon, McMahon, who's like takes four steps and he's out of breath. Right, like come on, he's beat red. Like, come on, he gets more red than Brock Lesnar he does. does. Cesaro he gets like heart attack better. red. It's a shame because Cesaro is a, a legit joy to watch in the ring and it's just never going to happen for him there. Which sucks. But it is what it is. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you have... There's going to be options now. Though I don't know that he would ever leave. Who's that, Cesaro? Cesaro. Yeah, I don't know. Because... Not 100% sure, but I think he's still with 
Sarah Sarah Del Rey, yeah. Sarah Amato. Yeah. But so. Dean's leaving. Dean is leaving. This is true. That shows you how bad it is there that he's willing to leave his wife there. I, we were talking about this, though, Bob and I, and I think her schedule is a little different than his is. Well, right. I'm sure he, she only works Mondays and Tuesdays, I right. would think. Right. And, I mean, who knows? When her skirt contract is up, she might not hang around. Yeah, well, that just goes to show you it's not all about money when... I mean, okay, well, once... I have to say, once they acknowledged publicly that he was leaving, I started to think, is this some sort of storyline now? Because everyone seems to think it's real, that he's leaving. Mm -hmm. But when... I've never seen them acknowledge publicly before that someone's leaving. I usually don't. So who knows? Um, that was, yeah, that was strange. I don't know. I mean, exactly unless they're just trying going. to get out ahead of the story, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the reason would be though. Like, do they feel like because they're a public company with so much money coming up on these TV contracts that they need to acknowledge that one of their main characters is leaving? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's just strange because they usually have, I don't, can't really remember them ever doing this before. Being like, oh yeah, someone's leaving in six months or whatever. No, rumors get out and then people shit all over the people that are leaving. But, I mean, if he is actually leaving, you can't really blame him. Like, what have they really no, done he's, with No, he's him? had a terrible character forever. I, I, it really sucks. I haven't been, because of his positioning and the shitty character, I mean, I haven't been an Ambrose fan in years. It just sucks because the shield was fucking awesome. Yeah, and if he leaves, who knows if the shield will ever be, like, together again as one big faction. They shouldn't, though, because they, it, it had its time, and it was great, and then <laughs> it's it's done now, and that's fine. You don't have to constantly be rehashing things. I thought the men's rumble was okay. It was just fine. Didn't it was really there. It was much faster than the women's rumble, which I will dragged also, on forever. Yes. I will also say, though, that by the end of the show, like, the rumble didn't start until, like, 10. Well, one thing that was very clear was the women's rumble, if they, uh, knowing Becky was going to win, the women's rumble should have gone last because nothing was able to follow that. Right. The air was totally out of the building once Becky won because people were so happy about that. Right. It killed everything that came after it. So that's another thing about WrestleMania is if you're watching that, what they learned, what they should learn is nothing can follow Becky. So, you know, Becky should be last because if she's second to last and she wins, Seth oh, Rollins and Brock, no right, one's going to care about be, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the... I thought the women's rumble for the first half was absolutely fucking terrible. And the second half was okay once some of the better people got in there. But when you have like Tamina plodding around the ring, blowing everything she does and things like that, it's, it's tough. I mean, it was, and that's a, that was a long match. Like, I don't know what the segments were, but it felt like for something where people were supposed to come out every minute and a half, it felt like people were coming out every two to three minutes in the women's match. Like that got dragged on forever. There were parts that really, that really did drag. But like you said, once they got the people you wanted in there, in there, 
I didn't have a problem with the women's. I thought yeah, it was I thought solid. I thought once you got like your, you know, especially like Charlotte. Once you have a big star in there, that really helps the whole match. But at the beginning, you know, they start with Natalia and uh, what's her name, Lacey uh, Evans. Oh my God! And Lacey Evans in that opening segment with Natalia, who's really good. Lacey Evans botched like everything. Like she botched absolutely everything. She tried to do that. They like did the one where like. Natalia has her foot and she flips her over and she lands on her feet. She fell. She tried to do a kip up and just blew it completely. Oh, that's which, the worst, you know, isn't it? like if you can't do the kip up, don't bother. Don't try. I, can you not do it? You know, like if you can't do it, why are you even doing it at all? Right. Or can you do it and you just blew it because you're under pressure? Right. You know, and I kind of feel like, why are you. It's like someone's debut and you send them out there to be like the opening of the Royal Rumble. Seems like a lot of pressure to put on someone. Well, and you really need to open the Rumble. It's either got to be what I prefer to see is two people who can like who are like, no, let's just go. We're going to go for the minute and a half and it's not going to be a bunch of dumb bullshit. Let's just no, we're going to come out here. We're going to fucking wrestle and like wail on each other. Yeah. Naya totally sucked as usual. What? Did you, did, you read, did you read the thing that when she came out to take our truth spot at the in the men's rumble, apparently she actually like for real tossed him into one of those walls and hurt and made him hit his head? No, I didn't. So just another day in the life of Nia Jax. I did like that spot in the rumble, though. I enjoyed that moment. I know you really liked it because she got RKO'd. Well, that was awesome. Just seeing her get RKO'd was enough for me. Well, and the whole thing to me, though, is with if you're going to have a woman join the men's rumble, the men have to be able to to reciprocate, to reciprocate. It can't just be, oh, it's a chick. Don't touch her. I appreciated that they were able to actually fight her. Yes. Because intergender wrestling. That outfit needs to go, though. It's not a good outfit. It was terrible. Bad. Uh, made uh, poor Mustafa Ali look like a huge geek though when he gets eliminated by Nia Jax. Not not good. Like okay. <laughs> like if you're Samoa Joe, you're in the back and you're like, hold on. So Mustafa Ali eliminates me, <laughs> and then he gets eliminated by Nia Jax. So I should probably quit. <laughs> you know, realistically, in terms of where I am on the ladder here. Yeah. Bad spot. You, you you had high hopes for Joe, and it's just kind of... I'm trying to think, like, what what else stood out in the women's match? Oh, I remember when they sent uh, Casey Catanzaro comes out. I think that's how you say her name. And she immediately starts doing spots with Alicia Fox. And it's Alicia spot Fox, so she just blows everything. And, you know, it's like, why couldn't they have been like, hey, go do some spots with Charlotte? I don't know. Although I think my favorite part, outside of Becky Winnie, my favorite part of the whole Women's Rumble was Kyrie Sane coming out and just chopping the shit out of Charlotte. It's like, dude, she just had surgery on those implants. <laughs> Calm down. She doesn't need another surgery. It was cool to see, though, that they did have a fair amount of those NXT women in. I, mean, I don't know if Casey Catanzaro is... Is she on NXT TV? I don't think so. Not often. But it's cool to see some of the developmental folks out there and not having to pull out a bunch of the, you know, Divas era folks to kind of round stuff out. Yeah, it was 
were there any like really older people outside of you know like the people who are on the roster who are older i don't think so we yeah, didn't really have anything all, like that. I think that. it was all like main roster people. Even in the men's plus there wasn't NXT. Like that, which was nice because yeah. it's like, no, yeah, use the people that you fucking have there, you know? Like when they had Beth Phoenix come out, I thought for sure she was going to have one of the spots. And when she didn't, I was like, oh, okay, that's actually genuinely surprising. Um, Though she's one of the people who I would actually like to see because I think she could probably still go. Probably, yes. Uh, what else was on the show? Oh, Becky and Becky and Asuka had a good match. It wasn't great. I didn't think it had the intensity of the Sasha Ronda match. Still good though. It was still it was good, but it wasn't like you didn't you don't need to like go watch it or anything. No, it wasn't something that I I would say. Oh my God, go seek this out. I wish the show as a whole would have been better, just because I was trying to get our cousin into it. And you know what though, Alex, I think she had a good time. Well, yeah, overall. So I mean, we do we bring her to Mania and we see what she thinks and. You know, I will say the show was way too fucking long. I do like that you guys have just given up on me. Well, you're just a failure. <laughs> you like the Rumble, though. If you were around, you would have watched it with us. Oh, yeah. The Rumble's one of the more fun shows. I think actually what I want to do with our cousin is just not have like a specific like event, but just sit her down and just like make her watch like really good matches. It's probably you not know? a bad idea. Um, so we'll and we got to do so we'll know it'll be good and we got to really genuinely spend more time on our challenge podcast yes true if it, well the the last season being so bad really took the wind out of my sails oh yeah it was really brutal yeah we did end up sitting down and watching it and it was just like oh why <laughs> they're claiming the new season is a return to form but we'll see so because the old format is great but you have to bring on people that can actually fucking perform you know and it can't all just be maniacs in the house that's not fun to watch I've already seen one thing that gives me a little pause for the next season but we'll see what's that the Zach and Jenna drama well I mean you're that's there's always going to be that I don't have a problem with that necessarily but it's, I don't like it when there's, like, no emphasis at all on the physical challenges. Yeah, there needs to be a balance. Right. No, you remember, like, so it was, like, right around, what, Rival? It was Rivals, where um, where we jumped in, which is what Alex started us with. Alex is, yeah. Which is probably the best right. place to start. Like, Rivals through whatever season 27 was. Was like the best that it, that show that show was almost flawless in between those, with the exception of uh, Battle of the Seasons, which I still don't think I've watched. Don't it's not worth it. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like that. But the challenges in there were just bonkers, and now I see some of these, and I'm like, this isn't even a challenge. This is just like, uh, you know a goofy thing you're having people do well and that's the thing right it's like i don't want to watch this and be like oh this is something that i could feasibly do i'm watching because it should be shit that i could never do but these people are all ripped to shit so they can do it yeah sorry i i disrupted your wrestling talk with the I challenge know there was too much left to say i mean the rumble was solid I'm not mad I sat down and watched it, which is usually my default setting after a WWE uh, pay-per-view. 
Um, the only other thing was I really enjoyed uh, that Seth Rollins order his tights, his gear, before the Bears lost their playoff game. Yeah, that was sad. Because <laughs> we're looking and I'm like, he's from Davenport, Iowa. And those are definitely Bears colors. I was like, oh, Rollins, no. All right, well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Mm. Well, did you see that because of the government shutdown, all the Japanese wrestlers couldn't go to the New Japan shows that were in the U.S. recently? Oh, shit. No, I did not see that. They couldn't get their visas. That sucks. Because then it's like, okay, why am I going to this? Well, with Dean, do you think he's taking a break, or do you think he's going to AEW? I don't know if he'll necessarily go to AEW, but... Yeah, it's like this is the thing about AEW. You don't really want the cast-offs. You don't, no. Well, didn't they say they really only want, like, three, maybe four WWE talent? I mean, that's what they're going to say. I mean, because the, the, the thing is, you do need some names that are have some higher recognition. Some established names, right. Yeah. And I think there, we've talked about this before, Alex. There's some guys in WWE that if they do become available, you grab them immediately. Your Chad Gables of the world. Yes. The Revival. Those folks. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, exactly. There's there's a number of guys like that. And maybe a Dean Ambrose, but I don't know. Like, he's been mailing it in so long that I just, God, I don't know. But is he mailing it in because he doesn't care or just because he's not getting well i think part of it i i I think part of it is obviously that he's getting storylines and he's getting a character that he doesn't care about but you know what you're a professional and you should try to make it as good as you possibly can well and we have seen factions and people get stuck with dumb fucking gimmicks and made the best of it and made a la the new day yes uh uh fucking uh daniel bryan and kane like, who thought that that would be, like, an enjoyable thing you would want to watch? I mean, the matches I don't give a shit about, but the fucking vignettes with those two? Shut the fuck up. They were great. But that's what you have to do. Right. It's like, okay, you have given me garbage. Let me attempt to make something watchable of this. Yeah. And that's hard to do. That's a real skill. And if you are, you know, beaten down and you're just like, fuck, I'm so tired of this, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. There's other stuff we can talk about, but the Super Bowl is starting and we want to watch it. So I think we'll For save it. For some reason. <laughs> I mean, it's what you do. You yeah. watch the Super Bowl. And you eat food. Yep. You do. Yeah. You do eat There's food. plenty of food to be eaten. There is food to be eaten. Next time on the on Subtle Interference, uh, we'll have a full report on the Tacho. It's probably going to suck. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here. No Bob the dog, so I can't tell him. But please hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>